0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. As you probably know if you've ever heard me talk, the Holocaust looms very large as part of my psychology. I grandchild of four Holocaust survivors, and I'm also the child of two refugees who had to escape situations not not by choice they were children but had to escape dangerous political situations so the question of when to leave a country that's getting dangerous or that is not living up to your values has been just like a constant conversation in my life you know my grandparents arguably didn't leave at the right time and part of that was poverty they couldn't afford to leave and then my parents did choose to leave, and were they right to leave with how disruptive it was to their lives? These were just conversations that we had around the dinner table a lot when I was young. And I feel like it's a conversation that's been happening more and more amongst my American friends since the Trump election in particular. And this is an acute question for May, who lives in Texas, but I think that this is really just a question for all of us of when is a place home, but also no longer the home that we want it to be. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit. thanks
1: for being here today. I'm happy to be here. So just tell me a little bit about what your life looks like. I live, frankly, a pretty uncomplicated life in most regards. We spend a lot of time chasing kids around. We live in central Texas, so it's been very hot. And so we can't always get outside, but we try. We live on five acres out in the country There's a lot of chaos. My daughter is two. She will run around and pull every single thing off the shelves. There's a lot of crying. My baby's only five months old, so I will hold him while he sleeps, which is what we do at our house. But what is a little bit maybe unique about being in Central Texas is that in the background of all of this is all of the political tension that goes along with being in Texas. Like we have like what feels like a very idyllic life with politically everything on fire around us and sometimes literally everything on fire around us. And I mean, I don't need to tell you this, but Texas is very performatively conservative. They're very interested in limiting women's rights and banning books in schools and, there's a Confederate monument on our cute downtown square, right? And everything that goes along with that. There are people who are protesting to take it down, who are very nice. And then there are the Confederate reenactors, who are much less nice. And it is that sort of tension between like my everyday life, that like I see every day, like my husband and my kids and my five acres, and then the environment around me being like two very different things. So
0: what is the question that you're bringing today? What are you thinking about quitting? Well,
1: I am thinking about quitting Texas because whenever I think about my responsibility to my children Mm -hmm. to provide them with an environment that is safe and wholesome and supportive of whoever they might be as people whether they grow up to be queer people or trans people or need women's health care, like the chances of them not needing any of the things that the Texas government wants to do away with books is like zero, <laughs> right? Like they need those things. I'm very conflicted, though, because all of my family is here yep. and I have moved away from my family before. We lived in Seattle for three years. It was incredibly lonely and dark. The long, dark winters are just not something that I come natively equipped to deal with. And it seems like any place I could move my kids that is politically safer is farther north, which, like, assuredly means that I will be dealing with depression for the rest of my life. But I, you know, on the other hand, would that be a better life for my kids, for them to have access to basic things? I just don't feel like I have any, like, super great options mm-hmm. that are good for me and good for my kids and, like, yeah, I, should I quit Texas?
0: I'm being a little glib here, so feel free to be like, but that's not true. What if I were to tell you that, like, right now almost everywhere is a difficult place to live?
1: I would find that very believable, and maybe that's, like, why I'm having such trouble, right? Right. But I also know that it was very difficult being a weird kid growing up in Texas for me. Sure. And I don't have any doubt that while it might have been difficult being a weirdo anywhere, it was certainly more difficult in a small town in Texas. And I just don't want that for my kids, you know, like, of course, I don't want them if they're like any amount different to feel so out of place.
0: So it sounds like right now, to a large extent, your kids have a pretty idyllic childhood in Texas, other than the fact that it gets too hot for them to go outside, which is obviously horrible. Can you tell us, like, you're picturing your kids at 12 and 10. What looks amazing about them staying in Texas?
1: Um, Their grandparents are around. My Mm -hmm. uncles are around. Mm -hmm. Their aunts and uncles, my in-laws, are also, you know, showing up to sporting events or plays or band concerts. We take trips. My mom has a house near the coast where we go fishing. And they go almost every weekend. Wow. They're our hunting trips that we would go on, which I know is not everybody's cup of tea, but it is, like, part of my family. Mm -hmm. Just getting to participate in having family around. My grandmother is still alive, and so she lives sort of nearby. And so them getting to have a relationship, as long as she's alive, with their great-grandmother. And if we were to move away, it would be very expensive and difficult for them to have those sorts of relationships. And... Mine and my husband's parents won't be young forever. You know, they're young and spry now, but that won't always be the case. And as our kids get older, I want them to have these relationships with our family.
0: Right. So now let's say there's a magical place where it is easy to raise kids. Housing is affordable. It's sunny. Liberal school system, well-funded. Great public transportation. Beautiful nature. What is great about their life there that they wouldn't have in Texas?
1: I think just the opportunity for them to have a childhood and a place that is not constantly at war with itself. The chance to feel safe going to school you know like in this magical (laughs) (laughs) this magical place to feel safe going to school to have access to whatever books they want to read and to feel that whoever they are is okay in that community to some extent Mm -hmm. i don't know that that is like literally possible but there is such a long list of things in texas culture that will get you ostracized in one way or another be that having liberal politics or just being any amount different does not seem as acceptable here as it feels like it is in other places yeah
0: so may now my question is if that magical place existed that was perfect would it be worth them not being around their family
1: I still don't know the answer to that question, you know, like that's because I feel like whenever I think about like, oh, we could and like look on Zillow at places that we theoretically might move, it does feel like a magical other world, right? It feels like I'm, I don't know how to describe it other than like there's some sort of weird like promised land thing that happens. Like, oh, if I just move here, all my problems will be solved, which is like, not true, right? Do you know the
0: movie, An American Tale? No. It's about a mouse, Fievel Mouskowitz, and he and his family are moving from Russia to America. And on the boat where they are emigrating with other Russian emigres, they sing a song, there are no cats in America and the streets are paved with cheese.
1: That's exactly how I feel. (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. If I look at pictures of cabins in Vermont, I'm like all of my problems would be solved if I knew there are no cats there. And right? <laughs> the streets like, are this, definitely paved with cheese. Obviously, not true.
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> well, it does. It turns out that there's a cat in America, and it's very <laughs> upsetting. Yes, That's what the movie is about.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't know if it would still be worth it. Family is very important to me, and it's very all oh, it's very hard being here. Also, I went to go pick up my farmer's market box last week. And I'm walking in to go chat to the very nice lady who runs the grocery where I pick it up. And there's a car park next to me that's decked out in Confederate flags. And, like, for every nice thing, there's a truck decked out in Confederate flags. And maybe it is like that everywhere. But I just have a feeling, I mean, not that I have a feeling, I know this because I've lived other places. It is just not quite as bad in other places.
0: Well, to keep talking about an American tail and Russian mice, I mean, the thing is, right, there's a cat in America and the streets aren't actually paved with cheese. But they were going to get slaughtered as Jews in Russia, right? Like, it was still the right thing to move to America. And they left family behind, right? Like, and I think part of what your, your predicament is reminding me of is, I mean, like this is, this is a question as old as time and, you know, as a Jew, the question around diaspora and like when to leave a homeland is just right. Like it's a constant question. It's a constant question. And because I am the child of diaspora, I don't have a place where there's a concentration of family. And so my like initial response is like, you don't leave your family until it is unsafe. But- First of all, what is safe, right? And like, are your kids' eyes seeing a Confederate flag everywhere? Like, is that safe? And then also, not to be hard on my family, but like, they should have left places (laughs) and
1: didn't, and things went badly. That's sort of where I come from. Yeah. I don't want to look back and think oh my gosh, I should have gotten my kids out of Texas because of the harm that environment did to them. Or, oh my gosh, I should have gotten my kids out of the United States before whatever horrible thing happened. It's all of the things that we've been talking about, but it's also like, whenever I'm gone, I want my kids to have health care, you know? Like, I want them to be safe from gun violence. I'm not going to be here forever. And even if it were the most difficult thing for me, I'm going to cry, even if it were the most difficult thing for me, I would want to make that sacrifice for them. Whether that means, you know, moving to another country or moving to another part of the United States, which is, you know, that seems more attainable than immigrating abroad. I would do that for them. Like any mom would, you know, like (laughs) <laughs> Except
0: that a depressed mom is another thing, right? Like, Yeah, that's – yeah. Like if you would be unhappy there, that matters, right? Of course you would sacrifice anything for your kids. But at some point sacrificing a happy mom, it needs to be part of the balance of this decision.
1: I agree. I I feel like I could, you know, like be able to find happiness wherever it was that we went. You know, yeah, no, it might course. take some work and some effort. But, um, yeah, I just uh, – this is a very heavy question for me. Yeah.
0: No. I mean, it's your kids' lives at stake. Yeah. Right? Like, not their existential lives, but the quality of their lives. It's a really yes. big question. What if I were to say to you, you stay and fight. Like, make Texas better. Make their town better. You're on the PTA and you – are super involved at their school.
1: Yeah, I can. I, so I've role-played that. It brings up a lot of insecurities because a lot of the same people that picked on me as a kid are going to be the people that are going to be at those PTA meetings. What right? the fuck? <laughs> You're right. And I can imagine that, and I can imagine it being very difficult and a little bit feeling like Sisyphus, right? Like, we're just rolling the rock uphill to get crushed by it. Like, that's what Texas feels like at this point, more so than any other point that I can ever remember. Currently, we have a governor's race going on, and... I've heard. Yeah. And we really hope that Beto gets elected. But it does not seem like, even if that happens, the broader culture of Texas that I am, like, sort of taking issue with is any closer to changing. And there are a lot of reasons for that, and I could talk about them for a very long time, (laughs) uh, and the things that I think could be done to change it. But ultimately, like, I don't have billions of dollars. What? (laughs) Yeah. I don't have billions of dollars to spend changing people's hearts and minds in the way that Fox News does. It it feels like a very uphill battle because the opposition is so well funded.
0: <laughs> They're very well funded. The revolution will be sponsored by the opposition. Yeah. So I I have another what if for you. Okay. Is there a list you could make that is I will leave Texas when that it would be really obvious. Like I will leave Texas if one of my children needs gender-affirming care, and we don't have access to that in Texas. And I will leave Texas if, and there's a list. And it's sort of like a pull cord of like, these are the things that are just, it's not even worth my mom being around them. It is more important that I put a foot down.
1: Well, unfortunately, I had sort of done that. And the trigger for me was Roe being overturned. Mm -hmm. That was on the list. I was like, if abortion gets banned, then this is not a safe place to be, right? Because I'm still of reproductive age. Like, I could need an abortion. I could need any of the other procedures that encompass abortion care. Yeah. And man, would it be difficult to have to go to another state to receive that care.
0: Yeah, it would be more difficult to move to the other state.
1: It would be, but it would feel like I was doing, I don't know, that my daughter would never have to worry about that, right? Like that she wouldn't have to worry about, oh, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to come up with two grand for a plane ticket and a Airbnb or like whatever, you know, and a procedure and all of these other things that she might need? And I just don't know, like, that it was good for me growing up here psychologically to hear all of this messaging about all of these very normal things being demonized. It was, like, very confusing as a young person to hear a lot of the political and religious messaging that happens here.
0: So what I hear from what you're saying, I hear a lot of things. One is that you're a very loving mom and would do anything for your kids. Two is that you have a lot of anxiety and concerns about the world that you brought them into. Yes. And three is that you think Texas is even worse than the sort of median bad of the world. I do think that, yes. And so you think, well, since I'm a loving mom, who would sacrifice everything, shouldn't I sacrifice Texas? Yes. Okay. And then the crux of the question is, does family make Texas worth it? Yes. So if that's the question, let me ask you this. Does family make Texas worth it?
1: To some degree, yes. It do- family does make it worth it to be here. But I think I need to make a pros and cons list, right? (laughs) Like, I I think I need to make a list because for everything that I think makes it worth it to live here, there is another thing that I feel like just by being here, just by physically being here, my kids are being harmed. So here's my gut. My gut
0: is that your answer is that family is worth it for now. And that your kids are two and five months and you're mostly not really leaving the house, right? Like, yes. yes. And what you're anxious about is trying to control for the million variables that you don't know, right? Like the one that's definitely going to hit is your kids are definitely going to need to go to school or get educated, right? Either at home. Right. Yes. And and like so like that is like the most pressing one. But I'm wondering how it would feel to you to try to take these things one at a time. To be like, okay, well, school is the immediate one. Like, school's the soonest one. Can I find a way in Texas to educate my kids in a way that I can live with?
1: Taking things one by one seems very – that seems like something that I can do, right? The schooling question, I could really look into what – private schools are maybe around me or look into homeschooling or find a homeschool co-op that isn't religious. (laughs) Staying and fighting seems like less good for my, my mental health. Not to say that I won't put in effort to improve my community and things like that, because I will, but maybe not in a way that is, you know, as hopeful as is necessary. (laughs) Hope in the dark did you guys read that book?
0: No, I've, I haven't. I It's on my Audible.
1: I recommend it. Maybe I should listen to that again, and that would make me feel better about the current situation.
0: <laughs> well, that's the other thing. As we wrap up, I don't think you should quit Texas, at least not yet. Like, what you have with your family is so special. It's so special and so rare. And Texas is a dumpster fire. And, like, I don't want to take that away from you. But like, it sounds like you maybe have two more good years in Texas at least. And so. At least. Maybe three. Right? Maybe three. But the other thing that I want for you is to find a way to help with your anxiety around this. Yes. And like, I don't think you're going to be able to quit your anxiety. (laughs) I don't think you should like stop reading the news. But I do think that. You need to see your health and happiness and lack of anxiety and all of that as, well, as just like good because it's good for you, but also, right, like as part of raising your kids. And the other thing that I wish for you is, I mean, setting yourself up for this with like savings and whatever, you know, but like also just trusting yourself that future you will leave if it's time to leave. You didn't fail by not leaving when Roe was reversed. The the Supreme Court failed (laughs) by reversing it. And so I feel like you staying in Texas is not a failure of this line. It got reversed, but it got reversed in kind of a complicated way, you know, and people are fighting in exciting ways. And also your kids are little, (laughs) you know? And so, I mean, the other thing I just wish for you is, is not taking that lesson to mean that you just are going to keep taking it it doesn't mean that you're the kind of person who's just going to like watch texas burn and be like whatever future use is going to be able to see things
1: well that is helpful to hear that so thank you (laughs) um i don't know what the future holds i suppose
0: (laughs) i mean it definitely holds a lot of bad stuff
1: yeah you know So how does that feel? I've been like, this is what I want. I think it's helpful to hear someone else assess the situation and come to the conclusion that it's okay for me to shelve it, right? Like, I think I just needed someone to tell me it's okay to put this on the shelf for now. It's okay to stay and it's okay to leave later and it's okay to have passed the row being overturned and not leaving immediately you know not that i even could have afforded that to begin with probably so uh and it's also nice to hear that there are cats in america you know (laughs) (laughs) that i'm gonna get to wherever i'm going and there's still going to be cats and the streets are not going to be paved with cheese and uh it's so sad maybe only half the streets will be paved with cheese i don't know
0: yeah They're nicer cats in America.
1: Yeah, slightly nicer cats.
0: May, thank you so much. What a difficult question. It runs deep.
1: Thank you for hearing me out. I'm sure I will still continue to wrestle with it, but hopefully um, I can just put it away for a little while and take it back out later.
0: Yeah, I hope so. And maybe in the meantime, Texas will just fix itself.
1: Uh, me and every woman <laughs> I know here will keep working to try to make it better, but. I know you will. It's not easy. No. The other thing that I didn't say here that I wanted to say, it's like, there's another part of me that's just like, they can't fucking have it. They can't yeah. have all of Southern culture. Yeah. You can't have it. You can't have the whole thing. You can't have the whole state. This is my home too. Yep. You know, like. I am from here too, but it just, again, they're so (laughs) well-funded.
0: It's a big battle to bear onto your body. Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to Should I Quit, our latest season of The Real Question. 99% of our show is funded through our Patreon, so help us keep it going at patreon.com slash pod. If you're a regular listener, we'd love your support. And just a reminder that if you missed Casper, we're still doing our little advice show called Dear Casper and Vanessa over on our Patreon. Another way you can support this show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Question Pod and Twitter at The Real Q Pod. It is an honor and pleasure to shout out our BFF-tier patrons, Molly Reel, Laura Lorber, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hugh, Stephanie Fetterwish, Biddy, and Ari. We are a Not Sorry production. Our executive producer and editor is Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Boll, and we are distributed by Acast. And, of course, we have to thank May for being on our episode today. And thanks, as always, to our wonderful Not Sorry staff, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Laura Glass, AJ Aramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Willison, Casper Terkyle, and Stephanie Balsell. Thanks, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week.